You're rocking with The Griots. What's a griot? It's a storyteller, a poet, an artist, a culture keeper. Just two success coaches sharing life lessons and offering new perspectives. Celebrating life, love, and self. With ordinary people telling extraordinary stories. We're your hosts, Jamil B. and Keith Marcel, and this is The American Griot. This podcast is for everyone who's ready to stop stuffing themselves into boxes that no longer fit. It's about releasing the burden of black trauma and embracing creative ways to heal and recharge. You will hear real stories from real people that affirm, inspire, liberate, and restore us. Happy holidays, friend. They are happy. Happy holidays. You know, it's so interesting. Um, it, it, like, there is a definitely an assumption that the holidays are happy, right? Like, you you say happy holidays with the best intention, but what if you're talking to somebody and they're like, actually, these holidays suck. You don't even know. I just went through a lot. And with a year like 2020, holidays can be difficult. You know, they can be difficult and they can be joyous, and I think we're going to have a pretty good mix of of people dealing with both this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, I like to say it with an intention more than like this is what it is. Mm. So I wish you happy holidays because those are facts. They are. I mean, it is. It was already a stressful time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's for a lot of people, including myself, at times like it's a onset of depression you know it's just like it's a seasonal thing it's just like yes there are great things happening but I still feel like this and it's because of the many things happening at once the end of a year the bombardment of of places to be marketing yeah you got so many places to be and things to do it's just like right and a lot has changed with holiday traditions uh, especially because of COVID you know yeah so I know I have certain holiday traditions that we created in our home and things like that, but I'm curious, like, what are some of your traditions that may be impacted this year because of the pandemic? Well, this is weird because we're in Florida, but I like to take the girls um, ice skating. That is weird. Where the heck do you go ice skating in Florida? Um, downtown Tampa, There's they set up a big rink out there. Um, and if the weather permits, then the ice stays frozen. And then... Uh, also, there's a, a couple of rinks because, you know, we're a hockey town. So there's a couple of practice rinks. That they turn into like more of a, you know, a thing for, for families and such and, and people to come check out during the holidays. And I like to go to uh, Bush Gardens, too. They have like a Christmas town set up where they throw the fake snow up. I miss Bush Gardens. Um, for you non, you know, for your northerners, this is like how it is in Florida. You gotta go, <laughs> you gotta go we, find these things. We <laughs> we manufacture pretend snow because we're not willing to invest in living in a climate that is cold naturally. So there's that. Yeah, it's it's um, you know, it, those are the things that I'm a little weary of, and I just think would be a little irresponsible to go 
yeah. put myself in in those situations when I'm going to be spending time with my family during the holidays. God, when you said Bush Gardens, it really just it hit me in the middle of my heart because me and Bush Gardens were tight. You know, we had an entire family pass. You know, Raina loves uh, roller coasters. Oh, oh my God! We'll have, we'll have to go do that. Well, one day. One day I had to cancel my membership. I was so sad. But yeah, I think definitely things like that though. I'm I'm missing personally just kind of being out and around because I'm I'm very weary. I'm not I'm not going to do any of that. So, what are some of the new things that you're you're trying this year? Well, uh just doing some at-home ornaments, mm-hmm. more arts and crafts stuff to kind of decorate the tree. Um my oldest mentioned today she was she said she loved how our tree has become nothing but at home crafts you know <laughs> uh homemade ornaments ah, that's and cool. i took another look at it and i'm like wow you know we do it's just over the years of maybe eight basically their their whole life is on that tree during the holidays of stuff uh-huh. that the school had them make you know or we put together some of the stuff broke because it was just you know three <laughs> three-year-old craftsmanship like you, you couldn't make it you couldn't make it only the strong survive uh it, <laughs> Christmas movies were always a thing, but now we just have more time to watch more. And I have some special ones that I like to watch every year. That's cool, man. You're going to have to send me a picture of that tree because I'm telling you, ours is like the opposite. Like, if it, <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't meet the, uh, the, the theme of the tree, like, hey, listen, <laughs> I will slowly cuff this behind my back. <laughs> You won't see it disappear. It's like, why, why is all my ornaments on the opposite side of the tree? They don't even <laughs> exist anymore. Like, they live for the year, and they don't make it that next year. <laughs> what kind of new things are you guys doing? You know what? Interestingly enough, um, our family, so I have a really big family, and I have family here in Florida, so we will always get together, you know, and we potluck, and we would grill and crab leg boil and all of that stuff. Um but because I have five bodies in my own home, you know, we still have a pretty good, you know, pretty good group. So we have our own traditions to where even though we can't go out and be with other people all the time, um, we're still doing Kwanzaa. Like we celebrate Kwanzaa. So we have the ancestors on the wall and we have the candles and we're, we're going to do that. And we decorated our tree. And we're definitely going to get into the movies. We'll make a gingerbread house probably like tomorrow, you know. Nice. So it's going to be good. You know, just cooking and eating and chilling. Cooking, eating, chilling. That's a, that's a vibe right chilling. there. That's a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I do want to take a moment, though, um, just in, in honor the fact that we made it this far. You know, we made it to be able to talk about the holidays. And though they're going to be a shift and there's going to be some changes we're still here to talk about it. You know, there's a lot of loss this year, you know, in my family and your family and um, around around the world, you know. So I just want to honor those who came before us, who didn't make it to this holiday season and send a lot, a lot of love, a lot of love to all of the families who are experiencing a new holiday and that may not have that loved one with them. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because it's a global thing, you know. Like, mm-hmm. there's gonna be that all over the world, and yeah, just you know, a moment, just a moment for them. But I know you're watching over me. You're 
through the good and through the pain we breathe One day we'll wake up from this crazy dream We'll meet again after my lights dim out And I'll be wondering So as we think about 2020, um, the loss, uh, the gains, if we look at 2020, I think it's really important that we look at the whole year. This is our last episode of season two, and it's the end of the year. And so as we really take a look at 2020, I think that it's going to be really important that we ask ourselves was it so bad? I mean, it was bad, but there was also parts of it that were necessary and valuable. And there was good. And I think that I want to find some of the good. I think it is important that we find the good. And it reminds me, you know, um, of earlier what we were talking about, like our end of year rituals and, you know, things that have changed because of covid And for me, one of them definitely is my end of year retreat. Matter of fact, I got a text from my cousin in Michigan who was hoping to fly down here. This is way pre-COVID, right? She wanted to come down because this would have been my third year hosting it. And she texted me. She said, man, I can't wait till you can do this again. And I said, girl, me too. I miss it. That was a good time. I know. You was at the first one. I know. I was there. You know, I'd be doing Pinot and Poetry this time this year. And um, that's a shift for me, honestly, man. Because, like, it w- even though it was a lot of work, for me, the retreat especially was a time to still myself, to reflect, to remember, to appreciate all that was gained in the prior year to release negative energy, and to really set my intentions. You know, it was like a, a spiritual sage session. You know what I mean? I was just like dusting it off, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I missed that. So I kind of want to use this episode for that, you know. Like, let's let's reflect, let's remember, let's find some good, and um, let's set some intentions. What you think? Let's do it. I got time, we got superpowers. So let's just start it off with the biggest news okay. first. Okay. Kamala. Come on, Kamala. Listen, hey, lady, you done got three shout outs because you know why? You know why? Because you're the truth. <laughs> and this is epic in history, and I'm super proud. Also, not just Kamala. This is the most diverse cabinet in U.S. history. It is. Come on, black women. This is a record-breaking ticket as well. It's our time, man. That's what I'm, I'm just saying. Like, I'm just so floored by people just showing up. Mm-hmm. Like, that's you look at all these numbers and tickers and people and votes and such, but those go down to a person. Mm-hmm. Somebody showed up. Yeah. And it's just, thank you. You know, hashtag show up, hashtag keep showing up. Yes. And so, I mean, we, we have we have that. Um, we have the shift in in business models, you know, 
oh, working from such home, not being taboo anymore. What? Oh my gosh, she gets to work from home. That's so crazy. You know, like that was like the hardest. Thing. Hold on, wait. That was the hardest thing for our company to wrap its head around. <laughs> you need four approvals and uh, three signatures, and it needs to get routed six times before we can approve your work from home. Oh god, it was, and it, honestly, if it really boils down to it, it was rooted in distrust that's in control in control and distrust it was just like no i need to see you and i need to monitor you except for when the world turns on its axis and actually nah bro you have to trust us <laughs> and that has been a game changer for me man I, it, it's inspired me to redo my home office to really start like investing in in my home you know because like you knew uh, we bought our first home Yep. In 2019, and so like shifting from a rental mindset to a homeowner's mindset, especially we were like gypsies, you know, like I moved probably like every year since college. <laughs> so it was it's it's interesting to like be in a space and then want it to reflect you really and to and to engage in that. And I, and I know that being there and being able to have the flexibility and the freedom to work from home has incentivize me to want to really like show my home love thank my home for housing me thank my home for showing up for me you know put some effort into that feng shui i mean also the 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 closeness you know for better or for worse you know ultimately for better with your family you know i mean like i just watching my daughter learn and then having to contribute to her learning process on a daily basis oh, has yeah, brought us absolutely. closer, but it's given me so much more respect and understanding of the person that that she is because I get to watch her every day. I hear her on the Zoom calls and I hear her participation. I also get to see her little, you know, personality traits that like of distraction and like you know. I hear a bunch of clicking, but I know you're taking the math test. Like, what? Like, Why what are there, like, doing? five clicks per second when you're really supposed to be <laughs> learning this math problem? So, <laughs> That's funny. You know, it's so it's so funny because same. Like, Raina, I see myself in her. I see. So she, she'll listen to her music, but she's still doing her work. And I'm noticing the multitasking. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? <laughs> Like, oh, I'm doing this assignment, but are you really? How are you doing this assignment? Oh, well, because I'm writing this one, but I'm scrolling through this, and I have my music, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> but you're doing it, though, so I can't I yeah. can't be bad at it. It's, I think, it's done, right? Okay. Okay. Got a good grade on it? Well, okay. <laughs> you have to put that, whatever I'm trying to put on you away because you are, you know, you are a new person, and you're doing something in a new way. That, yeah. You know what? But more importantly, like, if we go back to how we learn, quite frankly, like, I always studied with music. I always studied with music. I I always, you know, needed to move around. I couldn't sit still for a very long time. So I think it is a really good reminder, just that closeness, you know what I mean, to be able to just embrace our our family members in ways that – we we never could because maybe we didn't see them in that element. You know what I mean? Yeah, they would leave and come back, and I get the after work version of you. Right. Or I get the morning version of you, but like right. now I get to see the the whole you, the whole you, and it's the sleep in we, your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's 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 amazing, and for those people who you know um, you know had to be to be out or didn't have the opportunity to work from home, you know, 
I feel you, you know, and it is all of it's been a struggle, whether you're with your family member 24 seven, because it's not always good. I mean, it's a trying of patience. It is that it it is that. But I feel like it's just a reminder that when we pray for patience, we ask the universe, make us stronger, make us more whatever. It's not like it comes wrapped in a package and it's just like uploaded into your body. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm more patient. (laughs) No, what really you are asking the universe for is more challenging opportunities to practice that thing. Yes. Right? And so this year has been a practice of mad patience, and I'm really grateful for it. Um, I think another thing, too, with the working from home is having a, a, a culture and an environment that embraces it. You know, not just, okay, I have to be here. But my kid just be walking in, even though I have the door locked. Like, stop knocking on the door. <laughs> oh, no. It's other people with babies in the camera. That's the thing. Yeah. We can do that. So we're eating on this meeting. Great. <laughs> 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 Solid. Because I haven't had a lunch. And I'm hungry. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, getting questions asked of you, you know, right in the middle of a meeting. And it's just like okay, I guess this is going to be a lesson in, like, timing and uh, reading the room because I'm on a call right now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, and it, the patience part is is huge, and I think that even trickles down to our podcast because, you know, we had to have patience through COVID because, mm-hmm. as we mentioned in an earlier episode, we kind of lost access to our equipment. And even, you know, us trying to be safe with each other and our families in the beginning of the quarantine period, not able to get together um and and execute on our our podcast and and it gave us that space to really reflect you know individually but also on you know what's the message that we're delivering and that Mm -hmm. led us into this beautiful place that we're at now with you know focusing on black trauma and focusing on on healing Mm -hmm. not just ourselves but you know contributing to all of your lives as well and you know I, i think that that quiet moment and that slowdown for that enlightenment and breakthrough yeah and it's it's beautiful um and it's come in so many different ways as well you know with with new jobs and opportunities yeah i you know i i I really i'm glad you brought that up because i don't think that we would have arrived at the same place if it weren't for that you know and i and i think this year is um, a good reminder of something that i learned i don't know maybe six years ago, I I remember a moment I was uh, in Bible study, actually. This was many, many moons ago. And we were talking about this idea of, you know, you thank God for the lesson, but you don't thank him for the the trial, right? Like you don't thank, thank him for the hard stuff. And I remember really challenging that idea. And this was before I went through half of the things I knew I was going to go through the, the the following decade, okay? And I was thinking to myself, like, no, no, no. If you are grateful for what you are and who you are and how you've become who you are, you have to be grateful for the exact challenge that that created that opportunity for you. You know what I mean? And people we argue, you know what I mean? Like, ain't nobody agree with me. They're like, nah, I don't like feeling hurt. <laughs> and I stand by that. I think that as we look at 2020, Though we can spend all of our energy and all of our time looking at the the hardness, I think there's so much flow. I think there's so much that was necessary 
in 2020 that has put us in such a better position, not just as as individuals, but as a country. Um, I'm so hopeful for what 2021 is going to open up for us because of the hard work we had to do in 2020 and that we showed up to do. You know what I mean? Like, I think everybody listening to this should be celebrating themselves for what you overcame, what you transformed through, what you moved through, what you gathered, right? Because that's all seed in the ground that, that has been planted and cultivated that's going to continue to to grow and, and, and reap for you. Yeah, and it's it, it's really interesting. So I'm Christmas shopping, right? And I'm on Sephora's website. And I'm getting what something. What you doing on Sephora? I got somebody. I'm getting something. <laughs> oh, for. yeah. Okay. All right. So so I'm on there. <laughs> and I'm on the menu. And the menu is like, here's a brand. Here's some other brands. Here's brands by alphabetical order. Here's black-owned brands. This is own section on the menu. Come on, own section on the menu. But I remember BLM, I mean, they presented out there to brands. And they said, hey, you know, here's some, here's some requests. And mm-hmm. one of them is more representation of black products in stores. And some of the some of the stores stood up and said, "Hey, I'll, I'll participate." And Sephora was one of them, and I remember that when that happened, I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see the implementation of that until I was on on the website. And it's just it's just a it's a little thing, you know. It's it might be doing better business for them. It might be a capital thing. Who knows? But it's just really nice to see it. You know and, what? Yes, all of that. Yes, because this year really made it okay to be unapologetic about loving on targeting doing business with and for and serving the needs of black people that has been such a taboo it's been um so difficult right like to to have that discourse on a national level even on a private level you know in some circles and i am so grateful for all of the work that BLM has done, that so many other organizations, so many individuals have done to step into their own truth. We have been doing the hard work, too, of recognizing the trauma of having to code shift so much Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you forget, like, you know what? No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm going to show up as my whole black, no eyebrow having self today. Yes, I am. I'm going to have all of the personality. I'm not going to apologize for my facial expressions. In fact, I'm going to very uh, uh, presently talk about that. I talk about black trauma, black trauma, not racial <laughs> trauma, the trauma of the blackness. <laughs> okay. And You're I right. That's dope. And so what happened when you did that? What happened is I found a space that accepted me for who I was. I think that's the lie we've been telling ourselves. The lie we've, been fed and chose to believe is that you know we're not enough and that there aren't there there isn't space for us but I think you know I know it is time for us to take space this is this is time for us to take up space and 2020 showed us that I'm so grateful for that so do you feel like I mean ending this year that you you reached your your 2019 goals that you manifested the intentions that you set last year the end of it this time you know it's so interesting you asked me that because I was looking in um my journal because a part like I said part of my 
my ritual is to reflect and to kind of see what intentions I set, how did I do with them, you know, set new ones. So I went to my journal and I looked at what I set for this year. And I was so surprised, honestly, that I did manifest what my heart wanted to attract to me. But it did not come in the way that I thought it was going to come. Like I thought it was going to come in a particular type of way. And a part of my personal transformation and growth this year was releasing certain expectations and opening myself up to being fluid and to being transformative and to really leaning in a change and, you know, not, not beating myself up for redefining success. You know what I'm saying? Like that's been a part of what 2020 had to offer me. So I was really proud that I was like, dang, that's crazy. I thought this was, I thought this was like a wrap, but I guess this worked out. (laughs) I feel you. Yeah. It's, you know, after going through 5R constantly, right, and mm-hmm. our 5R method, and if you haven't uh, learned about that yet, go back and check out the 5R method uh, episode. But, yeah, I mean, it's when I look at my 2018 intentions and I look at my 2019 ones, you know, they were good, yep. and they were open, but they were really rooted in, in a certain type of what I thought I needed to be. They are very, like, uh, boxed in, you mm. know, and we weren't – this year is all about breaking ourselves out of those boxes yep. and redefining things for ourselves. And and when I, even when I did that, I was able to go back and look at what I put into motion, what I wanted to put into motion for this year, mm-hmm. and I still reached it, you know. And ultimately, I ended up more enlightened than I was last year, and that's what I'm most thankful for. Isn't I that feel amazing? it is. I feel like I feel like it's a superpower going into 2021. How woke I am, and how how ready I am you know and it's just I'm ready for any challenge because I just feel empowered to take it on and uh and figure it out come on superpowers (laughs) black magic magical unicorns and and let me tell you something Raina and Ayana have been obsessed with mermaids and unicorns and I'm like yes magic (laughs) yes (laughs) I, I do I just um I'm so grateful man I'm just I'm just full of so much gratitude because if you look at the arc of the year, boy, it started rough. Started rough on, on many levels. It started rough. It kept getting rougher. It was rougher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Real rough. Real rough all year. <laughs> but even in if you if you kind of um, it, I'm trying to find a, a metaphor that accurately describes it. It's like when you look at the obvious. If you take a moment to step back and look be- below it, like you see these glimmers of light, like you see this transformative thing ch- switching here, you see the protests, you see, uh, you know, businesses starting that could never start, you see models transforming that would never have had the the um, um, reason to before. You know what I'm saying? You see. Um, organizations coming together that just didn't necessarily have the visibility before you see, um, you know, people getting ignited and getting expired because they don't have anything else that they can do but get active in this social conversation, you know. So it's crazy how when we train ourselves to see the whole picture, when we give ourselves permission to not just carry the negative of the ne- the narrative of the negative then we really can embrace 
all that this year has really done for us. This year has, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a mama who give you a, a, a whole conversation before she whoop your butt. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> like, like, let me tell you why I'm doing this. I'm going <laughs> to run it down for you. This is what you did. This is how we got here. This is what needs to be corrected. This is what should never, ever happen again. <laughs> this is what I will never, ever tolerate again. And I love you. Now, I'm not mad at you, but I'm convinced this is what needs to happen. Now, turn around and get this work. <laughs> like 2020 was a black mama. Can that be the name of our book? Turn around and get, and this, get this work. work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's but, so, that's like, I don't know. I feel like we're just in the episode right there because that was powerful. <laughs> but look, don't feel guilty. Do not carry guilt this year, ending it, about feeling good about this year. Mm. You know, I have some friends around me who, you know, it's just almost like a whisper. It's like, you know, things have been pretty bad, but um, I'm doing pretty good. Low key. <laughs> Right, right. You found right. a new girl. Your investments are doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, your children are doing well. You know, you might have got a promotion because of some other some other thing going on, or mm-hmm. this work from home situation lets you actually build was your the business. plug. It was the thing you've been praying for this whole time, but you didn't know how it was going to happen. And lo and behold, here we are. Right? Yeah. Maybe you hourly and you got more hours now. Uh, maybe you got released from a job that you couldn't quit that yourself. You hated. Yeah. It's just there were things. Yeah. To reflect on that put a smile on your face and you have to release that negative energy and focus on that. Yeah. In so, order to embrace in order to embrace the good, we have to release any level of victim. Because this is the thing. Even when it hurts, even when it's hard, like we are still the heroes. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, we're still the heroes in the story. We're still the victors in no way, shape, or form. No matter the circumstance, we are still the victors. And we are manifesting what our will desires. Um, So I would just say keep that. So I think the biggest takeaway um, that anybody should have at this moment after this tumultuous year is to remember to give gratitude that should be your focus the gratitude part absolutely moving forward for the rest of your life always be thankful for what you have what you don't have what's been removed and what's been gained and and stay present stay present because that will keep you in that that great space of gratitude and when you're feeling this overwhelming uh, feeling of desire and want, you know, focus that into intention setting. Focus that into something that you can lead up into. Uh, and I think that will help you move out the things that you really don't need um, and, the, and the things that are coming from a negative place of desire. So revisit the 5R method um, if you want just a quick, easy way to set yourself up for success and, and, and redefining what, what you think success might be uh, going into 2021 mm-hmm. and forward. Yeah. Yeah, you said something um, earlier about, you know, there's so much pressure 
sometimes that's placed on this time of year, whether it's holiday shopping or whether it's, you know, preparing for the end of the year and getting ready for new year and setting goals or whatever. So I want to circle back to that because I think that was really profound because it is the earth rotating, right? (laughs) But what's crazy is the earth rotates every day. (laughs) It rotates all the time, but it's rotated in a completeness, like in a fullness, right? But we are cosmic beings and every month, we are closing out parts of our lives and starting new, new mini chapters of our lives, right? So if we can just embrace the fact that just as the cosmos are constantly revolving, constantly evolving, so are we. And so it's wonderful to take time at the end of the year to reflect, to remember, to release what no longer serves you and to always give gratitude and to set intention, absolutely. But as you move in, you know, to January, if if week three comes around and you didn't do the thing you thought you was going to do, trust yourself enough to know that if you have that intention and you hold on to it, it will be attracted to you. It's mm-hmm. going to come because you have 365 days to work that intention out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and it reminds me of a poem. I'm going to leave you all with this. I wrote this, and um, I was very, I was in a very different place. But my intention, my intention was to evolve, and I had to encourage myself to not be afraid of the change that was coming. Because sometimes we ask for change, and things start changing, and then we get nervous, and be like, we try to backstep. We're like, no, 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 wait a minute, wait. So it's called Hey Queen. This goes for the kings, too, but, you know. I'm a girl. So it says, hey, queen, adjust your crown. Look up, girl. Put on your lipstick and smile. Look up, girl. Stare yourself directly in the face and behold grace. Behold strength. Be proud of your being, girl. You should feel no shame in your evolution. And don't be distracted by the growing pains because they come and they go. Simply be aware of the molding, the contouring that has been made manifest by the direction of your will. Stay focused, girl. Accept yourself with grace. Accept your journey and travel well. Embrace the range of feelings that come from experiencing the changes of weather. Don't curse the rain because it's wet. The life it feeds gives you air. Don't curse the sun because it's hot, baby. Your melanin absorbs its light. Don't curse the frost when it bites because the cold preserves what can withstand. And don't you dare curse yourself when you try. You see, your trying is what writes your story. So look up, girl. Where will you evolve to next? Keep evolving, y'all. Hey, Griots, we want to thank you so much for sharing space with us. If you enjoyed this podcast or heard something you liked, pay it forward and pass it along to someone else. We're making more episodes that celebrate our stories, so support us. 
Go to your preferred podcast app, rate us, and subscribe. You can also follow us on IG at The American Griot or visit the website at theamericangriot.com to get resources from the show notes or leave a comment or question on the episode. Until next time, be inspired and be on purpose. And remember to live in the now because nothing lasts forever.